I grew quiet, waiting for my father. counting on him to ease my passage through unfamiliar terrain. Eventually, a tall, pecan-colored man came up and put a hand on my shoulder. Stand the man, he said. I nodded. His appearance didn't inspire much confidence. The fantasy of my father, strong as a hundred men, was all but extinguished. But I would never admit that to him. Where did your faith come from? He asked me. I had faith in myself, I said finally. All my life I had carried a single image of my father, the man in my mother's stories, Whatever I do, it seems, I won't do much worse than he did. He grinned and slapped me on the back, and we laughed and laughed as we looked at each other, and he grudgingly agreed. The only reason I'm still around is that nobody's willing to replace me, he said. I was worried at first, I said. Now... I can see that my choices were never truly mine alone. I'd be repeating a pattern that had been set in motion centuries before. Yeah, well, it was in the genes, he said. I understood. We each remained locked in our own memories. Finally, I asked him, Who was I? I don't know, he said, a figure of random authority, a collection of grievances, or maybe a boy who radiated like the sun, the promise of something new and important. Which would you rather be? You see, your character is also a construct. Your ideas about yourself are finally transformed into something firmer. We ended up spending the afternoon together, talking and drinking coffee. Eventually, the conversation stopped. Before my eyes, he grew small, his bones stiffened, and hair began to gray. And I saw now that he was shaking. Control the decay, I said. I had so much left to say. You don't understand, he said. I can't. Later, lying in bed, he spoke of a wish he'd once had his gift to me, the mother who had gone away. The room fell quiet. Suddenly, her voice like the voice of a dream. She was laughing brightly, a round, full sound from deep in her belly. We looked in the direction of the sound, and I remained speechless for a moment. My mother laughed once more, and I quickly followed suit. And she laughed, and I laughed, and we stood suspended. I better be going, he said and his solemn face spread into a silly grin, his head back, with a gaping hole where his nose should have been. Now he was dead, soon turned to dust. My mother sighed, 
I asked her what she was thinking about, and she smiled softly. An infinite number of chance meetings, the role of luck in the world, without a script or plot that might insist on progression. It was only now that I began to grasp the almost mathematical precision, she said. It's beautiful. Well, now that he was gone, I said, I can do whatever I damn well please, for I now have a place in the world. She was laughing brightly, so certain in her son's destiny. Now, with the benefit of hindsight, the anguish and the fear had slowly drained away. I felt safe. My eyes kept closing every five minutes. And before I knew it, I had fallen asleep. When I woke up the next morning, it seemed like the most beautiful day of my life.